Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we've got season 10, episode 10, titled Stalker. And this is the feedback episode. Uh, everybody mm-hmm. listening over on Stereo.com slash Bald Move can contribute their live voicemail feedback. And that's still going on right now. So unless you're listening to the podcast version of this, get your feedback in. We'll consider it. Uh, everybody else who is listening to the podcast version of this, go ahead and send us the uh, the feedback to watchingdeadatbaldmove.com because at the end of this season, we're going to be doing sort of a wrap-up and discussing all of the feedback that you've got. So send that in again, watchingdeadatbaldmove.com. Aaron, are you ready to get to a voicemail? I'm so ready. Hit me. Hey guys, um, I've always kind of agreed with you with the music choice for Walking Dead that it's really, it's missed the mark a lot of times, always been pretty questionable at best. Now, I just finished The Leftovers, and uh, Max Richter's score for that is, you know, as you guys know, is pretty unbelievable. It's amazing. Um, do you think, this is kind of a hypothetical, but do you think like if uh, Walking Dead kind of had the same level of... Uh, I don't know, like the showing grief and despair as like the leftovers did that uh, walking dead would be as successful as it is, or would it be like a little bit too depressing for the uh, mass general audience it has. All right. Thanks. Aiming for leftovers might be a little too much because I've actually, I think this was a big thing during season one of the leftovers that people would do like the max, that max Richter score over like Marvel movies over breaking bad over. And I'm pretty sure I saw a version of the walking dead, like where they played it over like Lori's death and it's 10 times. It's 10 times more devastating. So it works. And I think that like, yeah, like I, I I was, this is a nice little thought experiment. Um, in a better universe, Frank Darabont didn't get ousted. AMC saw what a hit the show was doubled and tripled its budget. And you know, you can argue about whether Richter is an upgrade over McCreary or what, but like, yeah, something like where they really leaned into the emotional trauma of these people um, would have been. I mean, like I said, there's a better universe where The Walking Dead was considered prestige television, just like Game of Thrones, just like Mad Men, just like Breaking Bad. Some of those things all have fantastic elements, but they took their universe and their characters seriously. And The Walking Dead for many years in its middle age just did not and did not respect the viewer. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you want to see that version. It's the Darabont version that we never got, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the other show, you know, like, uh, I mean, you can make an easy argument that's uh, Game of Thrones season nine, uh, eight or seven and eight uh, also failed to do that, which is why it left a bitter, bitter taste in a lot of people's mouth. Um, and I guess if I... Man, I, I if I can make the trade, I, I kind of wish that uh, the Game of Thrones struggled in season like four and five, and then found the way home in uh, six, seven, and eight because it feels like that's what Walking Dead's going to do. Yeah, like if you slugged through those tough seasons, you are being very rewarded now. It feels like. Yeah, I mean, ideally, you skip those seasons and you heard it got good yeah, again, and you, you just, picked it up here because you didn't miss a lot. Like, yeah, well, I guess you did. It's Rick's death count that happened in season at the end of season 
nine i don't know one of our Can't one of our big it. projects we're planning is some kind of catch-up for people that left the walking dead at the same time we did like you yeah. don't want to watch two and a half seasons or you you know you don't want to get like we'll, we'll do like a little recap for people um because it's shocking how little happened like if you just talk if you just didn't go through all the dumpster fake outs and you didn't go through all the stupid shit and you just told the through line of the of the savior war it's not it's it's not that many twists and turns and there's some pretty interesting dramatic stuff and some big you know gut punch moments um yeah various do, deaths of do like we need the trash people probably not right yeah leave that leave j look sub commander romulan <laughs> romulan sub commander jadis out of the whole thing yeah yeah just just trim it up give it the uh what was the the the, the liver lad liver dad give, give, give it the liver dad treatment mm, yeah all right, let's try and get to the next. Uh, I guess I should thing. explain that. I should take the time to explain every time I make a reference like that. This is a gentleman who commissioned us a podcast that uh, to cover his fan edit of The Walking Dead, where he uh, did the governor season and like just trimmed 65 percent of it out and made it much, much stronger. You can find it on Bald Move. You search for like Bald Move Liver Dad, just like you think it's spelled. Um, it's it's really good. There's links that you can see those fan edits, but um, it just goes to show how much treadmilling and wasted time and plot there was. Even in when in Walking Dead was considered pretty good, you know, the governor arc wasn't the scraping the bottom of the barrel of the Walking Dead by any means. But yeah, all right, let's uh, get to the next voicemail. Hey guys, Sergeant Drano from Station Seven. Here's a topic. I propose that Carol is the John Locke of The Walking Dead. She's got mundane origins, but is kind of a badass, kind of an outsider, often takes autonomous action without permission if she thinks it's what needs to be done. Thoughts? Uh, FYI, the knife she carries is the same as one of the ones from Locke's case. What do you think? So this is the gentleman, uh, the wheelchair-bound gentleman that took the flight to Australia, right? Yes, I know proper, properly you're describing the, the wheelchair-bound gentleman. He's hardly uh-huh. a gentleman. Jesus Christ, that guy was a bit of an asshole. Was he? I thought he yeah. was like the, one of the heroes. Because I, I, he I, I bailed, I bailed, I bailed uh, late season two on the on Lost, so I never, never got to the conclusion. It's those but. unilateral decisions uh, that really push he's him definitely he feels very strongly about something and he goes ahead and does it and the rest of the group be damned yeah no yeah. that is yeah uh uh-huh yep they're both kind of uh been through a lot and have been through abuse and been through uh bad relationships and people that fucked them over and they're both like very convinced in a certain righteousness of the yeah no there's a lot of parallels there for sure yeah, you don't quite have like the shaman-esque quality that Locke has in Lost, right. but yeah, there there are a lot of comparisons to make for sure. Right. And this is this whole show, you know, in a way sort of feels like Lost. Um mm-hmm. in a strange way, right? Like the the, the locations, it, you know, it's not this lush rainforest type Hawaiian landscape, but it is like a large portion of this show takes place outside there's this almost like stranded uh, survivors in danger quality to it. Right. There's uh, a lot of comparisons. Weird radio transmissions that have to be intercepted. Eugene's right. mullet's a lot like the smoke monster. Yeah, I can <laughs> see the parallels for sure. 
for sure. <laughs> All encompassing. Terrifying Wait, who's the, to who, see. J- yeah. uh, Jerry's Hurley. Yeah. Here, here we go. We've got a grand oh, unifying man. lost Walking Dead theory. There, we need to workshop this. Yeah, maybe at the season break. <laughs> All right, let's try the next one. Hey guys, I'm wondering, um, based on where you are in the series right now, who do you think is going to make it out of this thing alive at the end of the entire run? And who do you think is really not going to make it so much? We know there are two characters for sure who are going to make it out of the season unscathed for the most part. Um, But I wonder if maybe you'd speculate on uh, who you think makes it out and who doesn't. Thanks. Well, thank you. That's our, I I believe that's our moderator, Michelle. Mm Yeah, you, you stole my thunder because I was going to throw out the easy answer. Carol and Daryl. Boom. Done. Right. Next question. Uh, Judith. Judith makes it out. Yeah. Yes. I would be pretty pissed if they kill off Judith. Yeah. Like they already done her brother dirty. They need to leave AJ and Judith alone. They're the they're the new. In fact, I they might be the actual new Carol because because I don't I think I think even Kirkman abandoned the whole prince valiant oh you'll understand that really the true hero of the story is carl once you see all 500 episodes oh wait i i, I gotta write 500 fuck this i'm gonna finish <laughs> yeah, it i was gonna say did he abandon that storyline when he abandoned I, the entire comic the other yeah, entire comic i i i will say that as soon as i'm done with the walking dead this main series i'm gonna go back and read the comics from where i left off because it'll take me like yeah half a Saturday afternoon and i just kind of want to compare and contrast and see because like i thought that was a cool idea um but it was apparently a bunch of bullshit. Um, Judith and AJ, for sure. Um, most of the babies on the show, I think, are explicitly supposed to be the hope of the future. I'm talking about the Whisperer Child. I'm talking about Coco, AJ, Judith. I think they're safe. Uh, here's a here's a, agree or disagree. Hundred percent chance of either Gamma or Lydia dying. I don't think both of them make it. Yeah, I'll follow you down that road. Sure. I'm and I'm I'm partial to Gamma probably dying, Mary Thora Birch. Oh, really? Because mm. I can't believe she would sign like a long term contract at this show. Well, I mean, if <laughs> a long term contract is two and, years, that's true. Know, the show's in. That's true. So. That's true. But uh, also, she's I don't know. There's um, boy, that's a lot to live down. The like, you know, you got into a cult so deep, you killed your sister for crying about her baby that got almost eaten by zombies. And it's going <laughs> to be raised easier by the enemy. or harder to live down than locking all of your congregation into the church and letting them die. <laughs> that's true. Bur- burning. That's did he true. burn that church? I can't remember. It's been so long. Uh, she needs to poke her eye out and find a cool black hat. Yes. Uh, that's how you, that's yeah. And start talking about how God told you to hang. Yeah. Eugene Um, is Eugene going to make it out of this series. He seems pretty safe because he doesn't see a lot of action, right? I think he's safe. I think. But neither did Sadiq. And I think one of father Gabriel or Rosita will probably die too. Or maybe not. They've already traumatized that family enough. Well, I mean, the whole family. Uh, Michonne is really lives. Gene too. Michonne lives because I think they got plans uh, for her to reunite with Rick or something in the yeah. movies. Um, 
I bet Maggie. And that's lives. seeming like a lot less of a long shot than like I like I they've really invested in making me care about these Rick Grime movies, honestly. Yeah. Um who else? Who else? I bet Maggie uh, comes back and lives. Yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah, you don't send her away for and she's got a child. Yeah, it's another yeah, I forgot about uh, Glenn Jr. or Herschel Jr. Um, <sighs> right. So there's there's a how obvious old is Herschel there. Jr. gonna be? Aaron, Herschel's I age? I want Aaron to live. I want Aaron to live. He's lost a lot. He's got yeah. a daughter. There's another one that's that's I think safe. Um, but now, mm. man, I feel like I'm getting sentimental. That's a lot of yeah. people I'm saying safe. Yeah, I'm not so sure about Aaron, man. He's making iffy decisions. He's trusting Gamma a little too much. It's true. He's out it's there. True. You know, he's got a little bit of the bloodlust too. I. Yeah, I don't know about Aaron. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, he's who a are we leaving out? Okay. What, do you think Ezekiel is dead? Yeah, a goner? I because I thought he was dead, and then I thought, oh, the nuclear medicine. But then Sadiq died. But now the Razia's getting checked out by somebody. It's going to be an oncologist. They've had an oncologist <laughs> sure. hiding in, in Hilltop or something. Yeah, and she's like a DeLorean. She's got this this MRI machine uh, just kind of tucked away in the back of one of those trailers. Sure. I don't know. Maybe maybe Georgie comes swooping in on the uh, the the gunships and they med medevac him to their uh, you know oncology ward that they've got okay. in their better future society or something. The naval hospital, um, but the she yeah, <laughs> they fly him out to the island. I think King Ezekiel. You know, how about Jerry? How do you feel about Jerry? I desperately because want Jerry to live, but that doesn't mean he will. He is in my top five favorite characters, but then threatening him the other day mm-hmm. made. I was thinking about that in the shower. <laughs> I think about the walk dead in the shower. <laughs> I was thinking like, I wonder if this is like just a much better version of the Glenn dumpster. Where you put a beloved character and be- and 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 believable jeopardy and they get out of it. And then it's like the Samuel L. Jackson, deep blue sea. Where like, you know, he's given the inspire and you think like, oh, he's going to lead the and then the shark comes and bites him in half. Like, I I wonder because like, you know. Glenn hiding on the dumpster wasn't stupid on the face of it, like they have character fake out deaths all the time. Mm -hmm. It's just was ham fistedly poorly done and there to manipulate the viewer and to make Chris Hardwick squirm on an after show and all that kind of stuff. Like, but it's yeah. it's the sound, the idea of you put someone in danger, you alleviate the tension, and then you kill them suddenly. Uh, I'm really scared for Jerry, you know? I'm with you. Yeah. Jerry's a big one. Um, and then, like, uh, the, this, uh, Magna's got to die, right? Oh, I hope so. She's one of the few characters I hope dies. Connie. Like, there's got to be something that that gets Carol and Daryl simpatico about abandoning the group and walking the earth, I presume. Mm. So, like, the death of Connie, like, like, you but know, like, Carol just like Beth before. It, I, would he go off with her I, or would that be the no, break in the relationship? Carol can cause it. I don't think Carol can cause it. But like, you, well, it currently yeah. as it lies, it's like if Connie's dead, Carol caused it. Hmm. So Connie will have to survive this you know cave in and then something else will have to threaten her yeah didn't that really good episode with carol and daryl where they went downtown to scavenge stuff and she found a therapy book to give him didn't that happen immediately after the the uh beth uh dying which that happened immediately right. after De- beth and daryl kind of bonded 
Yeah. Um, in a way that like maybe there was a romantic thing behind that. Maybe there wasn't. Like I wonder if like because like that's a precedent, right? Like if Connie dies, then he runs off with Carol on a solo mission that turns into like a five year contract series. Yeah. It just she she can't die from this cave in and have that happen. I don't know how no. I would believe that. No. No. But Magna, Magna, yeah. Um, yeah, Magna deserves to go. Professor, I liked Professor. Oh, no, he's going to die. Which makes, him a, yeah. which makes him a very good candidate for death. Um, they're giving him some hope and something to live for. Boston Rob. A, a dead. Boston Rob's a dead. Yeah, in a, in a horseshoeing uh, accident. Like, he's going to try and put a horseshoe on. He's going <laughs> to get kicked in the neck and he's done. Here's a good one. Yeah. Negan. Dead. Dead, I think. Is if he dies, he dies heroically because yeah. I feel like th- that's another statement piece of the show. Like yep. that, even like you can't give up on people. Like you can't you you can't be stupid about it. You need to lock them up and rehabilitate them, but you can't you, you shouldn't give up on people. I think that's um, so. So he either dies as a hero or he he lives to to enjoy the fruits of the new world, just like everybody. I don't know either of those would be. I'm kind of leaning towards him living. Really, man, he's playing with fire right now. Like getting into the whispers. He's the anti- and- this is classic Magneto Professor X. So Professor X dies. Magneto takes over to X-Men and leads him the way. Profe- like I there's there's this classic kind of like anti-hero thing with him. Yeah. Uh, the the, the okay. antagonist has died and he he's motive like he's already all but said that he's been inspired by Rick and particularly Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but shit, I don't know what he's doing. With the whispers. I, I think that's everybody, right? We've gone through everybody. Is there everybody I can think of, which means it's probably everybody I care about. Connie's sister, Kelly. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like Kelly, like if Connie dies, which seems likely, then Kelly will live for sure. Hmm. But there's a whole lot of if this, then that other 50, 50, right. but 100 percent for one or the other. <laughs> like, yeah. So. so we expect to see uh, the infographic chart that shows our decisions uh-huh. made by an yeah. audience member next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've listened to a bald move uh, death prediction podcast before. Yeah. Some equivocating. Uh, yeah, it's all probabilities, really. All right. The probability of getting to this next voicemail is 100 percent. Hey, guys. Um, one of the things that I would maybe recommend doing after you finish up season 10 is is reading um, a synopsis of what happened on the world beyond. Uh, I would really recommend not watching it because it is one of the worst things I've ever watched in my life unless wow. you want to hate watch it, which might be interesting. But um, I think knowing kind of some of the of the things that happen in that TV show with the outside world is going to be important uh, for season 11. And um, I just kind of thought of that. So I wanted to send it in to, to get y'all a voicemail. So uh, excited to, to see what you think of that show. Thanks. Yeah, that's where there's one of those things where it's like, if I'm doing this as a professional podcast, I probably should. If people tell us that there's some information there, um, at least read a synopsis. On the other hand, I also have a very bedrock belief that most shows give you all the context you need. Like, like, you know, so many people swore up and down like, oh, unless you've seen all of Voyager, you will not appreciate Star Trek Picard. Nah, you're full of shit. Unless you've seen all a billion hours of the Clone Wars, you cannot possibly appreciate the Mandalorian. Nah, bullshit. So, like, I, I think that there's a good chance that we could probably wing it and they will give you enough context to know what to care about and what to think and all that kind of stuff. Because else, because what are they going to do? How many people are watching the world? Uh, uh, what is it? The world of the walking dead. 
World Beyond, World Beyond. The Walking Dead. Uh, what is the audience for World Behind the Walking Dead? That's remarkable, that comment. One of the worst things you've seen. That's, yeah. Whew. Either you watch excellent television all the time or that show okay, is real bad. Uh, the, the, final ep- the, the first episode of uh, World Beyond had 1.6 1. share, 1.6 1. million people watching. The finale episode had 0.62. It would be a very poor bet uh, to count that you know, mm-hmm. everyone watched that just to enjoy the flagship show, which is still enjoying, you know, three, four million people watching it a, a week. Um, but yeah, I'll probably take a look at some some guides some videos because I do I do try to approach this job as a professional. Um, hell, I might even like it might even be fun to hate watch them on Twitch. There's only 10 episodes. Uh, just like come up with some kind of way to to watch those uh, with some kind of, you know, live watch thing. Um I don't have to do it. Jim, Jim doesn't want to do it. I can do it solo um, as part of like my background stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I I do think that they'll have enough breadcrumbs and handholding that you don't have to do that, though. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, You can't. This is something we talk about all the time is you can't expect your audience to engage with everything from your franchise. And if you do, then that sets you up for just completely confusing them right like does, especially does when, it, when it's cross media stuff when it's like oh does, you gotta yeah, play does, this video game to know what's going on in this show and what, what was it there was like a there was a tv show that tried that was it resistance or something or the defiance yeah, something yeah it's yeah 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 i remember uh, when that they had a video game where like the tv show is going to influence the mmo and the mmo uh, is going to influence the tv show and that did yeah. very poorly and it I don't did. know if it's because it was a bad game or a bad show or both. Probably um, a little. Yeah. Or because no the concept to... just sucks, right? Like people who are into right. television aren't necessarily into games. And if you force them to play to a true. game, <laughs> right. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash Bob move. Then they might not be able to really engage with your content. Uh, right. Yeah. It's just a bad idea. Um, but, you know, if you, if you say we will be enlightened by it, uh, going into the next season, then yeah, we should probably check it out. It is our job after all. Uh huh. It's also my job to get to the next voicemail. Hey guys, um, uh, I'm not gonna say anything. I've already seen the episode, so I'm not gonna say anything. Um, I've finished season, but I'm not gonna spoil it. Um, but I did want to ask, what do you guys think of Robert Kirkman's assertion, like his explanation for the zombie virus as um, spores from outer space? I read that he was recently quoted saying that was his explanation for the zombie virus was poor spores or some shit. What do you guys think of that explanation? Um, did you guys have any better explanations for the virus in your opinion? Cause I sure shit did, I think. Um, but um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I'm going to bow to your zombie expertise. You, you have, you have studied the lore. You are more in, in into to that stuff than I am. I mean, it's very, it's very, uh, like keeping within, yeah, the the zombie lore, the historical zombie stuff. Um, I, I want to say even in Romero's stuff, one of the possibilities is that, like in Night of the Living Dead, that it came from space, uh, somehow. And, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of stuff, right? The mutated lab virus, um, which I think is like a more plausible way of doing this kind of story. Um, but yeah, if, if 
that was his intent that this is a some kind of space virus or space phenomena um yeah that makes sense within like those old school zombie sort of things yeah i feel like that the the best scientific explanation of the zombies have to come from like one of three sources right you have to have a existing organism on earth some bacteria or virus or fungal spore mutate and so it can uh affect human hosts and we've seen like the last of us does a really good job with the cordyceps you know there's a fungus that does take over living organisms um uh like like ants and whatnot and can change their behavior and can do all kinds of stuff. There's a, there's a barnacle that can take over a crab. There's a, that's a crazy one. If you do research into that, I forget exactly what, but there's a barnacle that attaches itself to a crab and like the crab frantically tries to get it off. But like, if it can't and it burrows through its shell, it starts getting into its central nervous system and it just takes over the crab. Like if it's got a male crab, it chemically turns it into a female crab it 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 produces its spores, its baby barnacles in the same spot that the crab has a natural occurring egg pouch and the crab is induced to care for it as if it's its own. It's some fucking wild shit. So a mutation of that. Um, uh, so, so an existing thing or something ancient that was locked in like the ice poles um or like deep deep in the jungle that is that that isn't that that um you know mankind has not seen um there has to be some kind of that kind of barrier and the human's hubris like through clear cutting the amazon or global warming melt some plague that was locked locked up for a billion years and unleashes because uh, or it comes from outer space because obviously if it's something that like was just in the air we would have zombies, right? So it's like, it has right, to be right. something that, that, and I, I think that that's, and, and spores are great because, um, they're one of the, like when they're dormant, they're very tough. Um, you know, they can survive for a long, long time in vacuums and harsh conditions and all that kind of stuff. So like something that is in a comet that's from billions of years ago that swings through the solar system and thaws. Yeah. Like I, I think it makes a lot of sense, um, to the extent that the zombie shit makes sense, period. Uh, there are definitely yeah. other other avenues that people have explored, like uh, along the lines of uh, humanity's hubris. It's like uh, the science based ones, right? Like rad, we've been like we've been fucking around in a lab, you know, right. and, and either like and we've created Bio. a chemical or we've been doing this testing on a new uh, form of a virus that you know we make it. Um, like you said, the radiation could maybe do it and mutate people. Um. There are a lot in zombie lore. I mean, voodoo is kind of like the original shit. Yeah, I forgot zombie, about that. Like magic, like straight up magic, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of if there are any other ways that I've and seen. And even then, there, there, there's separate schools of thought there. Is like, is it just magic, the voodoo priest, or is it they're actually injecting the, you know, te- <laughs> right. the, the venom from the fish that does this that makes the victim susceptible and slows them at the So, like, there's, there's even the mystical versus scientific explanation for that. Yeah. I wonder if anybody's done like machine based zombies, like uh, nanobots, right? Warhammer 40k, man, servitors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you commit the wrong crime. They wipe your brain, shove your ass full of electronics, and you can serve the emperor <laughs> for hundreds of years now Oof. Uh, to, for, to get your absolution. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, nanite, that'd be, oh, that's the Borg. The Borg, of course. They inject oh, nano, yeah. n- nanites into you, and you're, you're fucked. Yeah. I don't know why, but I don't think of the Borg as zombies. Although even they though are, they explicitly like, like 
Yeah, in, in First Contact, uh, the Earth Lady explicitly says they're like Swedish zombies or what, whatever. <laughs> sure. I th- I yeah, I don't I know why I don't think of them that way, but for sure they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It makes sense to me. Like the space-based something. Uh, I think that's all the feedback we got. So, again, if you got that long form feedback, you want to send in through the conventional means watching dead at baldmove.com. Uh, we will consider that at the end of the series, but also at the end of the season, rather, just in a couple of weeks. But on the other hand, if you'd like to send us this newfangled, the stereo.com stuff, uh, we do the live show on twitch.tv slash baldmove. We have simultaneously broadcast at stereo.com slash baldmove, and you can use that app to leave us real time voicemails, just like all the, the, the listeners did here uh, to get our, our, our Get your real voice on the podcast and get our actual real time thoughts on it. So thank you for everybody that did that today. We'll be back next Tuesday. It's something we do every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash bald move and stereo.com slash bald move. Long form feedback to watching dead at baldmove.com. That's it for this week. We'll see you back ne- here next week. And until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya. See ya.